Hi and welcome back to the Shining Light podcast. Today we're shining light on an identity in Christ. The Bible passage for this episode is 2 Corinthians 5.17 and I'm reading again from the New King James Version and that says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I just pray that before, that as we delve into this episode, that God gives us a greater understanding of who we are in Christ and our new identity that has been found in him. I pray that he gives us the wisdom and the understanding that we need to apply this in our day-to-day lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's begin. So there are loads of Bible verses that talk about who we are in Christ. The first one, 2 Corinthians 5.17, is probably the one most people think of when they think about um, like starting a relationship in Christ. So if you like start a new um if you like enter into a relationship with christ i.e you convert like you become a christian and stuff um that's like the bible verse that most people point to because it talks about that if anyone is in christ he's a new creation and that all things have passed away so like our old sins and everything all that like thing all those like negatives that were tied to us who were who we are before we accepted jesus all those things have passed away all things have become new. So like as I often talk about that whole like sin slate, it's been wiped clean, we've been made new, we've got a new identity in Christ and everything's good because we're in Christ and we're new in Christ. But there are loads of Bible verses that convey this of like not just convey that we're new in Christ, but also convey who we are in Christ. So for instance, first Peter two nine portrays Christians, portrays God's children as a chosen generation as a holy nation and as a royal priesthood um romans chapter 8 verse 1 portrays those in christ as having no condemnation because there's now no condemnation for them that are in christ jesus also colossians chapter 1 verse 12 portrays how god has made us the believers his children able to take part in the inheritance of the saints and the inheritance of the saints is heaven so we are able to take part in that inheritance we're able to access heaven we're able to inherit heaven similarly ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 portrays that we're no longer strangers we're no longer like strangers to god because we've accepted him we've accepted jesus as our like savior so we're no longer strangers to god because there's this image i can't this it's kind of like in things like this it's kind of annoying that this is a podcast and like a video because it would be easier to share but there's this image that portrays the cross so imagine the cross in the middle And then on one side is humans and on the other side, so like, you know, like the Grand Canyon kind of thing or like a chasm. So in the middle between those two like rocks, there's just a gaping hole. So in that hole is the cross. And then on the one side is like God. And then on the other side is a human. And obviously a human can't jump over a chasm to reach God because they will die. So or likely die. So the cross is like that, bar- that um, not a barrier, of course, not a barrier, the complete opposite. The cross is like the access, the gateway to access God. So because of the um, sacrifice of God, Jesus and because of his, like, his atoning sacrifice, we're no longer strangers, but we're able to like, 
approach God, we're able to access God. So Ephesians 2, 2.19 is showing how we're no longer strangers, but we're now fellow citizens with the saints and with members of the household of God. So because of the sacrifice of Jesus, we're able to access God and we're able to go to him and we're able to um, be members of like the household of God. Again, in Ephesians 2 verse 8, I always talk about this um, verse, but it says that we're saved through grace. So who we are in Jesus is saved by the grace of God through faith. We accept that salvation through our faith and that salvation only comes by the grace of God. And obviously, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we are a new creation. All things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. So in Jesus, we are a new creation. We're separate from our old self. We're separate from like our old sinful self. So for instance, if before you were known as, or let me not say you, but let's say person A. So if before person A was known as a thief and a liar and all these like bad things, because person A has come to Christ and has accepted Jesus, he, person A has become new and person A has become a new creation. So they're no longer condemned because Romans 8.1 says that there's no condemnation for them that are in Christ. But rather, they're a new creation. They're all, they, yeah, in the past, they may have been a thief, they may have been a liar, but now they are a new creation. So they're old things, those old things that used to define them no longer define them. Their definition and their identity is found in Christ. So like just like me and you. So that's a nice that's a nice little like thought. So what does this mean? Well, I think often people really I don't know if you've heard this whole thing of like oh like I don't know, but like lots of Christian influencers tend tend to not all of them, but I've seen like a few that have said this whole thing of like identifying themselves as a sinner. So they'll say like um I don't know oh I'm not perfect I'm a sinner too I sin all the time I'm a sinner I'm just I'm a sinner but I'm a sinner saved by grace and all these kinds of things and on the surface that's a really like nice thought because it's true Romans I think it's Romans three twenty three says that all have fallen short of the glory of God so and in Psalm says that in sin did my mother conceive me so we're all like we have all sinned like don't get it twisted I'm not here trying to like change the bible I would never ever do that I'm not trying to like um I'm also not trying to condemn anyone but like judge anyone for what they're saying but I think that we need to kind of move away from just identifying ourselves purely as a sinner like it's 110 trillion percent true it cannot be more true the only reason that we're saved or that we needed to be saved was because we were sinners, because we were unclean, because we were unrighteous. So, of course, we needed to be saved because why else would Jesus, why would else would Jesus be, our, be the sacrifice for our sins if we didn't have sins? So, obviously, we had sins and, of course, we needed to be saved. But my, like, understanding is now that we've been made new in Christ, we shouldn't keep going back and identifying as a sinner because we've been redeemed by Christ so Ephesians 1 7 shows how we've been redeemed by Christ and it says yeah Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 this is the new King James version and it says in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace so we've been redeemed by Christ and this doesn't mean like when I say don't identify yourself purely as a sinner because 
like it's like when you do that there's so much power in the, what we say in proverbs 8 i love the book of proverbs because i really like this is a random fact about me but like we move i really love quotes like i'm in my on like on my pinterest board there are loads of quotes like not on my pinterest board i have a pinterest board like dedicated to quotes and things like that so i really love quotes so the book of proverbs is like one of my favorites so that's just a random fact but now you know but anyway in proverbs eighteen twenty one, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit so death and life are in the power of the tongue this just shows how powerful what we say is like so when a person is forever saying oh they're broke they hate their life or they um they're stupid or they're ugly and all these like negative things like these words carry weight so we shouldn't like follow we shouldn't say confess these negative and evil things and when i say don't call yourself a sinner or, like don't purely identify yourself as a sinner i'm not saying ignore your sins and i'm not saying ignore your wrongs but i'm saying to recognize that you are not defined by your sins and recognize that you're not identified by your sins recognize that your identity comes from jesus so again first peter 2 9 it says that we are a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people where all these things we're not it doesn't say that we should condemn ourselves consistently like john three seventeen says for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved god himself did not send his son to condemn the world so why i my question is why do we as christians so often choose to condemn ourselves through our words by consistently calling ourselves sinners by consistently calling ourselves like wrong and like bad and all these things like i know that i recognize completely that honestly people do make mistakes and i recognize also completely that humans are flawed and humans are stained and humans are sinful like that is in the human nature because of the fall I spoke about this in an earlier episode, I think, in like the first episode or the second episode. So please go and listen to that if you'd like to. But so like I completely recognise and understand and truly believe, because I believe in the Bible, I truly believe that humans are flawed, humans are imperfect. And this is so true. And again, I'm not saying that you ignore your sins. I'm not saying you go from after listening to this episode and always say, okay, now I'm a perfect human being because the Shining Light podcast said so. So I'm going to call myself perfect in everything. And I'd never sin because I'm a perfect person. That's not true. Everyone sins. Even when you think you're not sinning, you're probably sinning because that might be arrogance or pride, which is also a sin. So like we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Don't get it twisted. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So I'm not saying ignore your sin, but I'm saying be careful how you identify yourself. Do you identify yourself purely by your sin? Do you purely identify yourself as you um, a fornicator or like an adult? Same, not same thing, similar thing. Fornicator, an adulterer, or a liar, a thief, or um, an arrogant person. Like, is this an angry person? And it can be in so like smaller ways. So sometimes people say, oh, that's just how I am. I'm just hot, like high tempered. Is it high tempered or like hot tempered or something? I think it's, I yeah, sorry. I don't remember. I didn't know, but I think it's like hot tempered. So like a person may just say, oh, that's just how I am. I'm hot tempered. That's just my personality. No, that should not be your personality. Once you are new in Christ, he has washed away those old things. So that should not be your personality. So stop identifying with the old things. Like in the Bible, it talks about, um, 
a dog going back to its vomit. And I know that's a really like gross um, image and a really gross like thing to think about. Yeah, so it's not it's not the best, but it really speaks a lot to me. Proverbs twenty six eleven says, "As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly." And similarly, Second Peter two twenty two says, "But it has happened to them." According to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. So if we look at um the proverbs version, it just shows how like when we were when we were like in the world, we were foolish. Like we didn't have the wisdom that comes from God. We didn't have the Holy Spirit guiding us because we were in the world. So yeah, we were stupid. We were, I, I'll speak for myself. I was silly. Like I was not doing things the way I should have clearly because I was in the world. And I hadn't accepted Christ. So, but now that I'm in Christ and now that my identity comes from Christ, it would be foolish to go back to my old self. It would be foolish to identify with my old self. And I'm not saying that you ignore, like completely uh, like ignore and wipe from your mind the fact that like you are made new in Christ or like who you used to be because who you used to be is part of your testimony. I'm not trying to say that we should ignore that who we used to be, but I'm saying that we shouldn't identify with who we used to be. Because why you don't ignore who you used to be is because that would be ignoring part of your testimony. For me personally, so I used to, I've spoken about before how I used to like idolise celebrities and things. So I don't like ignore the fact that I used to do that, like, nor do I forget it. I still remember the fact that I used to idolise celebrities. But with that memory, first of all, it forms part of my testimony because if I had if I forgot that and if I wiped that from my mind then I'd be like wiping part of my testimony away and it'd be like effectively wiping like try like wiping away the fact like the memory of how God saved me from that and how he delivered me from that like through his mercy I hope this is clear to you what I'm trying to say and secondly if I wipe that from my memory like the fact that I used to idolize people but now I no longer do by God's grace then I'd be like, I'd likely, for, I'd forget that I used to do that. So I may go back to doing that because I wouldn't have remembered that this was a bad thing. Does this, I hope this makes sense. It's really annoying. Like I always treat this like a conversation, but like I can't evidently hear your response. So I hope this makes sense. But what I'm trying to say is don't forget who you used to be because who you used to be forms your testimony of who you now are in Christ. So again, Person A, who used to be a thief and who used to be a um, liar, yes, person A is no longer those things. And person A no longer identifies with those things. Their identity comes from Christ. However, person A has A has that memory of who they used to be. So now has that drive to no longer go back to who they used to be because they want to go forward with Christ. They don't want to go backwards. There's this song that says, um, I've decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. And um a second verse is the cross before me the world behind me so person a is look is no longer like looking to go back to being a thief and to being a liar because person a is looking towards christ he's looking towards jesus looking towards finishing the race so yes person a remembers or may remember that person a used to be a thief and person a used to be a liar but person A remembers that in the way that, wow, look at what God has delivered me from. God has delivered me from the sin of stealing. God has delivered me from the sin of lying. 
And similarly, person A now remembers that I no longer want to go back to who I used to be because I'm so much better now in Christ. God made a way for sinners to become saints. So that's another reason why I'm like, I don't, we shouldn't identify ourselves as sinners because we're children of God. First John chapter three, verses one to two says that, um, beloved, no, pardon me, <laughs> behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Two times it now calls us children of God here. If you have been doing these things, like do consider and reconsider how significant your words are and pray that God does not let you to identify with your old sinful nature. But pray also, I'm praying for this too, that we find our identity in Christ and in Christ alone and we like put our identity completely in Jesus because that is a, that's a significantly better way to significantly better place to put your identity so you can apply this by living as a child of god what like conduct yourself as a child of god and as part of god's chosen generation so if you think about like the royal family i don't know if from my accent you can tell but i live in the uk so we have the royal family here and so like if you take a member of the royal family they conduct themselves as a royal they don't do the things that like the average person would do because they are royal so they have like duties to uphold and they have they have a status and a portrayal to maintain so they have to keep going with that royal um like they have to keep going with that like royal lifestyle yeah so they conduct themselves as a royal and similarly conduct yourself i'll also conduct myself as children of god like we are god's children where god's like you can think of it as like representatives of god on earth so like when people look at christians they should be able to say like wow this person is so loving that means god must be even more loving because god is greater or like wow this person is so compassionate that must mean god is also even more compassionate so we should like conduct ourselves in a like in a way that first of all wants to um like bring people into the fold like it wants it like will make people want to become a christian because who wants to see if someone sees like an angry person and a like hateful person they're obviously not going to follow like what that person is saying so even if that person is like preaching the gospel they're likely not going to follow it because he wants to follow what an angry person is following. So as Christians, we should be loving and kind and caring and compassionate and portraying all those fruits of the spirit that it says in Galatians 5. Because that, like, how else will people, I mean, yes, of course, like, they believe because they hear the word of God. But like, also, our conduct has such a significant impact because if someone is preaching the gospel to you, and you always and you like hear what they say and you hear the gospel but that person is always rude would you or like would you actually follow them would you actually believe what they're saying would you actually go and follow what they're saying so your like your character can lead people to Christ and want to get to want them to get to know him better so we should conduct ourselves in a way that like will make people want to know Jesus and want to know who he is so we should let our light shine so people can glorify God as it says in Matthew 5 16.
And also, the reason, like, why this whole sinners versus saints thing, or, like, sinners or saints or sinners saved by grace and all these things is a bit, like, problematic to me. I hope that you gain a greater understanding of this. I personally, like, think it's a very significant thing because it's what you're confessing. If a person, again, I'm saying it again, if a person is consistently confessing themselves to be a sinner, they're going to sin. Like, obviously humans always sin, but like, I feel that with that confession, it's like they might sin more than they used to. I don't know, but I just feel like it's such a significant thing to consistently identify oneself as a sinner. And it's negative. It's a negative thing to do. So we should like disassociate with that. And God made a way for us sinners, like us humans who are who sin, to become saints. So it says this in First John four verses nine to ten, and it says, "In this love, the love of God was manifested towards us that toward us that God hath sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him." In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the be the appropriation for our sins. So if God sent his son to die for us, to become saints, to be able to be a true like believer or to be able to be saved, then we shouldn't like consistently identify with that like dead self, which is the sinner, which is like like, yes, we were dead in sin, but we've been made alive in Christ. So we're no longer dead in sin because we have an identity in Christ. So we're made alive in Christ. Like, so all true believers are saints. And a saint does not mean a sinless person. I'm saying this again. A saint does not equal a sinless person. A saint means a person that has accepted has accepted the gift of Jesus and yes, that saint may fall, that saint saint may slip, but that saint is striving to be holy, as it says in 1 Peter 1.16. That saint is pressing on to reach heaven, as it shows in Philippians 3.14. That saint is consistently crucifying the flesh, as it says in Galatians 5.24. That saint is someone that's living by the spirit, as it says in Romans 8.14. That saint is someone living in the light, as it says in first john 1 7 and that saint is someone living all to the glory of god that saint is not a sinless person that saint is not a perfect person but that saint is someone that is pressing on to reach heaven that saint is someone that may fall seven times but that saint is a person that will get up eight times by the grace of god that saint is a person that will strengthen themselves in the lord that saint is a person that who may sin who will sin but will go back to god and remember his word that saint is a person that who may sin and who will sin, but remembers the word of God that says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. That saint is not a person that thinks they've sinned and that's the end of the road. No, that saint is a person that knows that with, by confessing their sins to God, that God will forgive us. And that saint is a person that repents of their old sins. And that saint is a person that continually strives to be more Christ-like and continually strive to do the things of the Lord all to the God, all to God's glory. So that saint is not perfect, that saint is not sinless, but that saint is a person that is striving always to walk in the light. And that saint is a person that is consistently crucifying that flesh, this, the flesh. That saint is someone that's found that identity in Christ and no longer identifies with that old self. 
And that's it, it's a person that has a testimony by the grace of God of how they've been saved and how they have found the new identity in Christ, a better identity in Christ. So that was a bit of a shorter um, episode than normal, but I think it was just a really significant thing. Like it's something that I feel we like the Christian community really needs to consider and talk about a lot more. But um, as always, if you feel like compelled through this episode to give your life to Christ, you want to be like live a life in Jesus and to like find an identity in him rather than finding identity in friends or academics or or if you want to find an identity in Christ, an identity that won't fail, an identity that will last forever because God is alive, an identity where you know peace, where you know joy, where tribulations may come, but by the grace of God, you will overcome also by his grace. If you want to find an identity in Christ and you want to give your life to Christ, then this is the simple prayer that you should that your prayer and this will also be linked in the um episode description also and also on the instagram so make sure to follow the instagram if you'd like to for um other words like we've started a new thing over there called spotlight which is just a short word but it will also be a place where you can find um information about like the podcast episodes and everything but yeah sorry for that like promo but um yeah, if you'd like to give your life to Christ, this is the prayer that you would like that you should pray. It says, Dear God, I know I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sin and that you raised him to life. I want to tr- I want to trust him as my saviour and follow him as Lord from this day forward. Guide my life and help me to do your will. Write my name in the book of life. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So there it is, little episode talking about how we have an identity in Christ and that identity is not the identity of a condemned and like a defiled sinner, but that identity is one of a person who has been saved by the grace of God. And that identity is that of a true believer, of a saint, of someone who, although they may fall and although they will sin, is someone that is redeemed by Christ. That person isn't that identity is one not of a perfect person, but that identity is one of a saint who, by the grace of God, has been saved. Thank you so much for listening. Um, also, I have a like new little segment that we're going to be adding in the podcast, and it's just like a little like what I learned this week during my Bible study. So I've been reading the book of Acts, and I learned about Dorcas's character. If you don't know, Dorcas was a woman and she was like a really helpful woman woman in like the town slash village. So she'd be like help um donning people's socks and like helping the elderly and things like that. So and then she died. So people were like crying and wailing that this woman had died, this woman that was helping them so much had died. And so they appealed to the apostles to pray that Dorcas will be made alive. And by God's grace, by his power, she was made alive and she came back to life. So to me, what stood out was the fact that people were so like um, impacted by Dorcas that they wanted her to come back to life. And it just shows again how as Christians, we should conduct ourselves in such a positive and godly way so that people want to be want us around and people want us to have that. And people want to feel, feel the light that we're shining on them. So she was such a like positive person in the community. 
that people prayed and were like wailing and crying for her to come back to life and by god's grace she came back to life so it just shows like to me it just made me think like really like examine myself and be like wow what kind of person am i am i the kind of person that people want me to be around am i the kind of person that's positively impacting people's lives and i'm curious what do you think about dorcas's character what did you gain from this and also what did you learn this week on up from like your bible study if you were doing bible study and if you weren't i'd really recommend um the you version bible app because a you can obviously like read your bible on your phone on your laptop and all that jazz but also b there's loads of good bible plans bible devotionals and things like that so you could start a bible study if you or if you haven't started one already so thank you so much for listening please make sure to go and follow the instagram it's at the shining light podcast um share this episode with a friend if you'd like to and i pray that by god's grace in jesus name that he makes us to realize our identity in christ and makes us to remember who we are in him in the mighty name of jesus and i pray that god blesses you and keeps you and that he gives you the grace to keep shining your lights on others god bless and remember to keep shining your lights